Nicknames. Over the years, I've picked up several nicknames. Some lasted for years, some just until I transferred schools because we were moving yet again. Some I liked, some I didn't care for at all, and some I wasn't even aware of until years later. I grew up in an era when most kids had nicknames. Usually they dealt with a physical attribute or a twist on a name, whether first or last. Many of them would likely be viewed today as cruel or, at the very least, inappropriate. If somebody had red hair, whether boy or girl, they'd be rusty or red. If somebody was short, they'd inevitably be nicknamed shrimp or mouse. If they were tall, it would be moose. If a boy was named after his dad and thus had the misfortune of junior after his name, it would become Junie. For the big gentle guy who played tackle on our high school football team, whose last name was Bears, it obviously became Bear. And there's the poor girl with the Germanic last name Osterhage, which becomes Osterpiggy. The list goes on. I told you they were politically incorrect. My mother's family of six boys and six girls all had family nicknames, the derivation of which is lost in time and none of which made any sense to outsiders. My oldest aunt, Marie, was Toots. My youngest uncle, Clifford, was Kip. My youngest aunt, Marlis. Oh, she was obviously Marleybone. And, of course, there was Richard, the career Navy guy, who was Wendy, likely because he talked so much. And there was some consideration for nicknaming my younger brother, David, whose middle name was Richard, after Uncle Wendy. They thought about calling him Wendy, too, because he liked to tell tall tales also. But that would have caused too much confusion at Christmas and family reunions. My mother, Alta, was known as Babe, to both the in-laws and outlaws, as my grandmother called her children. My dad was Willie Lee, for his first name and middle name, William Lee, although some just called him Lee, which did cause confusion with my Aunt Lee. For some reason, they never called him Bill, even though his first name was William. I was, of course, tagged Billy as a little guy which I grew out of by high school, except to my grandmother. But then my grandmother also referred to me as calf, because I like to drink milk so much. Whenever my brother and I would stay with them in the summer to work on the farm, she had to buy extra milk from the neighboring farmer who kept a few milking gals, telling him she needed an extra gallon of cream top because her calf was coming for a few weeks. For you city folk, Cream Top is unpasteurized raw milk. It's called Cream Top because as it sits, cream rises to the top. The cream can then be skimmed off and used to churn into butter, or even better, poured over fresh sliced peaches. There were other nicknames along the way. In law school, my tennis playing study group friends called me Bjorn. Taking a study break during fall and spring weather, we'd adjourned from the law library to the tennis courts across the street from Southern Illinois University Law School to flail away at the bright yellow tennis balls. 
Jimmy Connors, Chrissy Everett, and Bjorn Borg were the tennis stars of the day. Although I'm a terrible tennis player, my immodest belief in my skill earned me the nickname Bjorn. Alas, I spent more time chasing the shots I missed than I did smashing baseline winners. My three tennis doubles and study group partners each bore a worthy nickname. There was Fat Boy, Little Fat Boy, and Saluki Dog. Fat Boy would also occasionally be called Hoodwink, as his last name was Hood, and what better name for a law student than Hoodwink? Did I warn you that the nicknames were best politically incorrect? Neither one of the Fat Boys were particularly overweight. Fat Boy, a.k.a. Hoodwink, was 6'3 and probably 220 pounds, and a former football player. So he was big and just a little overweight. Little Fat Boy was 5'6 170 pounds, and a former wrestler. So a little chunky, but certainly not obese. As for the Saluki Dog, the Southern Illinois University Carbondale mascot is the Saluki. Salukis are long-haired, long-eared, very lean dogs. Saluki Dog was a tall, thin Swede with shoulder-length blonde hair. He resembled nothing so much as a Saluki. Even our cars had nicknames. Fat Boy drove a battered old Dodge van with a mattress in the back. It became the Garbage Scout. Saluki drove a well-aged yellow Toyota Corolla known as the Mighty Toyota. My blue-gray and rust-colored Volkswagen Carmen Ghia convertible with 100-plus thousand miles with its visqueen and duct-tape rear window bore the title The Mighty Blue Max. Then there's a retired judge who, to this day, calls me Earthquake. He's a big football fan. Upon meeting me, he immediately nicknamed me Earthquake, as I share my name with Oregon State University All-American fullback, Bill Earthquake Enyart, who went on to play for the Buffalo Bills and the Oakland Raiders. It amuses him, since at 5'8 and 160 pounds, I'll hardly inspire an earthquake. Unfortunately, he now must explain the nickname to young lawyers since Earthquake retired from professional football in 1972. The nickname I enjoy the most, I didn't learn about until years after it was first whispered behind my back. Another judge, whose name will not be disclosed here, and who serves as a Judge Advocate Corps Officer, or JAG, in the Army National Guard, recently told me of my unknown nickname, it seems that when that judge was a young JAG officer 20 years ago, there were three senior JAG officers, all of whom were full colonels, one of whom was me. The threesome were known one and all by the junior JAGs as the Godfathers. None of the Godfathers knew of their nickname until it was confessed to me nearly two decades later. Like the man said, you can call me anything you like. Just don't call me late for supper. This is Bill Enyart with Reflections from the River. You can email me at bill at billenyart.com. That's B-I-L-L at B-I-L-L-E-N-Y-A-R-T dot com. Audio production, as always, by Tom Calhoun.
at www.paguytom.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.